Well, hello, this is Tom Kelly, and I'm coming here from the Ramble Room. This is also Cowboy State Politics with David Iverson. Uh, my typical partner in crime, Ken Pendergraft, will not be joining us as a co-host this evening. And that is because a whistleblower has blown the whistle on him. We have found, and Wildfile has come up with a deep scoop of a list of Oath Keepers, a right-wing paramilitary anti-government extremist group. No, wait, wait, hold on a minute. I, I just want to know something here. So, Ken, Taylor, and Boone, you guys are part of a param paramilitary organization and you didn't invite me? <sighs> no. Hey, <clears throat> damn, oversight. <laughs> Well, anyway, guys, thanks for joining us uh, tonight. We, we ran out of uniforms before <laughs> before your name came up. <laughs> so, I guess I guess a good place to start is uh, why don't we why don't we just get a quick reaction from the three of you um, about this fantastic article that was written in the uh, uh, propaganda post of the Wild File. So let's uh, let's start with Ken. What's your reaction to it? Well, you know, Ken, before you start, I'd really like to know, because I saw that this is an anti-government organization <laughs> consisting of government employees. So can you please explain that? No, I can't explain their position. I don't even try. My only goal would be to explain our position. And as far as I'm concerned, what this article accused me of is standing up for the Constitution, not only the United States, but of the state of Wyoming, and saying, among other horrible, outlandish things, as the, the idea that a gun-free zone is unconstitutional. Therefore, I am an extreme right-wing terrorist, paramilitary, whatever. And don't forget hate group, the, the Southern Poverty Law Center hate group, correct? <laughs> No comment. Not necessary. So what do you think, Taylor? Well, I certainly agree with Ken. The, the thing that really struck me is that they're trying to denigrate the Constitution, both for the United States and the state of Wyoming, and people who would stand up for it. Now, understand this Constitution allows these morons to be the free press that they are, even though their reporting is pernicious. And they're spreading ignorance in a malignant fashion because other people who believe in this rag believe what they read there. And so these folks are dangerous and they are subversive. They are anti-government. What about you, Boone? Well, uh, interestingly, I'll, I'll interject on other topics, but you, you guys, you know, you, you, in the article, and I, I read it, I don't really recall much about it, but... Uh, it's about being the militia, correct? Pretty much. So it calls you guys it. a paramilitary organization. <laughs> right. And there's nothing, you know, you know, I'll give you a little history here in a minute. But, um, you know, what they don't understand is, according to the Wyoming Constitution, both the man that wrote that article, Liz Cheney, uh, Pickham, are members of the Wyoming militia. No. Do you know that? I do know that, actually. I have read the Wyoming Constitution. And I even stood well, up and said I would defend it, God forbid. Exactly. So, 
Um, you know, uh, it's just a fact. I'll lay it on the table. People can do their own research. But Article 17 of the Wyoming Constitution, it's our militia amendment. And uh, Article 1 says that the militia of the state shall consist of all able-bodied qualified residents of the state and those non-residents who are accepted into service between the ages of 17 and 70 years except those exempted by law of the United States or of the state. That's referring to people like felons and things like that. But all residents having scruples of conscience averse to bearing arms shall be excused therefrom upon conditions that shall be prescribed by law, conscientious uh, objectors. So really, the guy who wrote the article is a member of a militia, according to the Constitution of the state of Wyoming. We all are. So, little side note on that. Taylor's correct. But uh, David, let me let me just give a little history of both keepers. Okay, uh, there. I, I, everybody sees the picture they're trying to paint of that organization, and the, the history of it is back in '09 uh, during Katrina. Uh, everybody recalls that the National Guard went out, started taking guns away from people, and some of the guardsmen refused and. And what came out of that was a guy named Stuart Rhodes, who was the founder of that organization, the creator of it. He was a, a Yale graduate. He had uh, earned an award for uh, a paper written on enemy combatant status. I think he was a Ron Paul guy. He worked for Ron Paul for a little bit, but he created this organization. And, and the sole mission of the Oath Keepers, I want to make this crystal clear, was to reach teach and inspire it was rti they called it they were adamantly not a militia there's nothing active about us we are all current serving veteran former um, military law enforcement first responders we all swore an oath to the constitution and essentially it was don't because you are the enforcement arm of the government doesn't mean that you can blindly follow orders. We understand that, gentlemen. Correct, Nuremberg? Absolutely. Are you? Okay, so that mission is as important today, is it not, as it was when it was created in 2009? Boone, okay? not, Boone not, just, not just Nuremberg, but even here in Wyoming during World War II, right up there at Heart Mountain. Correct, sir. Amen. Correct. Amen. We all we are trying to so, do is say we don't want to let history repeat itself. That, that's correct, you guys. So, okay. hold can, on, hold on, just a second, Ben. Tom. Well, yeah. this is Tom Kelly. Um, I, I am neither former military nor uh, law enforcement. Um, I'm a college professor. So, coming okay. from the angle of somebody who who teaches politics and government, I had a couple of questions. Now, first of all, looking from an historical standpoint, what we're looking at here are people who are looking to educate and inspire first responders, service members, law enforcement to remember that just following orders is not a good enough reason to do something, correct? Not an correct. excuse, sir. Okay, absolutely. That's, that's my understanding of it, too, is that we learned in the past is that government does have a history across the world and in different countries of stepping on rights whenever it gets a, ch a chance to. We're seeing it right now with people in quarantine camps in formerly free Australia. So my understanding is yeah. the Oath Keepers 
would be people who would say, if given the orders, an executive order from above to begin rounding up the unvaccinated in the camps, that they, this is not a paramilitary organization that would rebel against the government as much as it is people, men and women, who would say, no, I'm not going to round up my fellow Americans. Is that correct? Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because this is what everybody needs to understand, okay? Without the enforcement arm, the government is benign. Is that a, is that a correct statement? If Absolutely. nobody's going to come out and bang on the door or throw you in jail, uh, are are you reasonably safer? Aren't you? That's so right. The, 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 the only people that really, in, a, in the theory of what we all are and do, that stand between us and the government is our local law enforcement, aren't they? The Isn't sheriff. That what their oath is? The, the, sheriff, the sheriff. The sheriff is the, Absolutely, you guys. The sheriff is the most powerful person on the planet. Okay, that's a, a discussion all in itself. But um, you know, you guys, the the whole issue here is that can you hold an office in the state of Wyoming, any political office, without swearing an oath? No. Okay. Does, does that oath mean something? Do they call it sacred or something like that? Absolutely, they do. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm being facetious, but I want people to understand something. That we created this system where we elect people to represent us at our political body. Is that correct? And in order to go do that, you have to go, I solemnly swear and affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution. And who interprets the Constitution? The people, well, correct? Yeah, but boom. The people. Hold boom, on. Just. Boom. Take, jump the in there, Taylor. The Constitution is written in eighth grade language, so it's literal. There are exactly. no hitting, hitting. It means exactly okay. verbatim what it says. And we elect people to uphold and defend the Constitution. And when right. they do that, then we have freedom. When they start running our lives, we have tyranny. And so... Okay, but my, I want to make a point, Taylor. Okay. Go. It, the, the point is, is that those, those people have to do... We have to interpret the Constitution. The greatest glory of the last several years, you guys, is, is the average American has actually had to crack the rule book. He's had to open the Constitution or look at the Bill of Rights, and nobody ever did that 10 years ago. And it's because of the growth and the, and the overreach of government. It's massive everywhere, but, you know, when, when anybody running for office, which happened here recently, says to me, uh, listen, uh, the federal government owns 870,000 acres of the state of Wyoming. Or if you Wikipedia the state of Wyoming, it says 87% of the state of Wyoming is owned by the government. I'm the kind of guy that read the Constitution. Okay, Article, what is it, Taylor? Article 1, Section A, Clause 17, 10 That's square it. miles in D.C. That's what they <laughs> own. Square. Okay, so I want to further explain this. The Constitution is not complicated for the very reason that the only way you can corrupt it is to complicate it. And, and people don't understand that when somebody tells me that, oh, they passed the law and we don't do that anymore, I, I got to look in the eye and go, you can't do that. Because did you amend the Constitution? Does that not violate that issue right there? 
the, the Constitution is important to all of us and every one of us. It's the only, it is the chains on government. You know what? I, I want to jump in here for a second. Um, again, as a professor, one of the things I wanted to get to was the political aspects of this. You are absolutely correct, constitutionally speaking. When we talk about the Constitution being written at an eighth grade level, we increasingly have Americans who can't read at a sixth grade level. And, and that is showing in the electorate now. That is not meant to be facetious. That is a fact. It's not not facetious. It's terrifying. Yeah, exactly. And so we have those people voting and we have Americans have increasingly accepted the idea that executive orders are law, that a vaccine mandate that the president reads off a teleprompter and forgets five minutes later is actually law rather than something the legislature has passed. It's become accepted in the United States. So this is the question I want to ask, though. You know by joining an organization, becoming affiliated with a group like the Oath Keepers, that the mainstream press is going to come after you like it did and vilify you and make you out to be these crazy right-wing dangerous extremists. Why make yourself a target of that propaganda machine? Well, okay, and on, on that topic, uh, let, me, let me say something. I'm a Navy veteran. Uh, I'm a retired peace officer. I've operated inside uh, the judicial system for 45 years of my life, uh, and I'm not a domestic terrorist, okay? I, I, I have this obligation to my community to make sure that our posterity lives in a free country and everything around us, it's little incremental overreaches everywhere. They, they just compound them. You know, I, I, well, I appreciate you being on here, Professor, because uh, I'm a country boy. Okay, and I, I'm well read. I'm, I'm not overly educated. I don't have a college degree. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur for 28 years and done very well. Life's been good to me. But I, I'm Joe America, right? And so Joe America has to have the ability and the obligation, in my opinion, to very carefully read and understand the Constitution of the United States and the, and the state they live in. And they have an obligation to make sure that that is followed. I agree we, with you, we man. Have over, uh, over the decades, we've just tolerated it. It's our fault. You know, I would so like to also... Me, yeah, Taylor, jump in there. I was just going to ask what you thought. Yeah, uh, to, to answer your question, Professor, why would you join an organization that you know will make you a target? That's an excellent question. When we joined in 2009, this organization stood up for the Constitution, and they wanted to teach, they wanted to reach people teach the constitution so people understood wh who they were what a republic is and why they should push back on like this executive order nonsense that you just raised so that was why we all joined and i'm not ashamed that i joined that and it never really got going in wyoming but i never really withdrew i just uh, went active with other groups and also on my own politically you know Back to the article and back to the media in general, vilifying Oath Keepers or vilifying even a little group I belong to here in Laramie called Love America and vilifying me as a Constitution scholar. It is somewhat like the Stockholm Syndrome. They're playing the music of the enemy who would like to destroy the Constitution and our republic. Not only is their reporting pernicious, their ignorance is pernicious and malignant. So this is a very dangerous and serious time. They do have a following at Wildfowl. 
So does the Red Star and Casper and the other rags around the state. All, all are really pernicious in their reporting and spreading ignorance. I need to jump in here for just a second. We were planning on having Frank Ethorn with us, but the executive committee decided they wanted to kind of discuss some of the things that were brought out in this article that were factually inaccurate. And without going too much into details, whoever wrote this report, I remember it was some kid from back east. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing. I have a friend from Illinois who's a pretty good guy. Hi, Tom. But he didn't even do his background. He didn't do his research. He morphed, if you will, two Frank Athorns into one person. Didn't right. have the time. Didn't have the time to go and separate the facts. He didn't have the time to go and look into, for example, my background and see that I've already done two podcasts on the Oath Keepers. It's it's ridiculous. These these guys are hacks. Let, right, let, uh, guys. In, in all, all fairness, real quick, uh, let me just quickly finish the the history of this organization alone. It started in '09. We had about a two or three hundred member online community. You remember that, everybody? I that do. Was I was just there. A little, yeah, just a little bitty community. We were talking about the oath and the mission and how great that was, and we we're going. It was the great awakening to get people to wake up to the oath and the Constitution. Why would you not? fall in love with a mission like that, especially being a veteran, an ex-cop. And so it was a perfect thing. And then they had a little glitch where they decided to change their security to get into the Oath Keeper environment. And it's and overnight, you guys, when they did the switch, I, like uh, uh, probably 75% of the people that were online were just lost. They didn't get, couldn't know how to log in. They couldn't get back into it. And it kind of just dwindled right there with maybe 15 or 20 people. There was, there was no monitoring. It was more of a little chit-chat house. And then uh, it just kind of died out in the state of Wyoming. And then you know there was the oath-keeping. Yeah. That brings up another question then. You talked about how it was much more powerful a decade ago and, and kind of dwindled. No, I didn't say powerful. Uh, more, well, more, okay, more active. There were more people involved at the time a decade ago. We were just talking. Yeah, understand that that was just an online presence. It's like, yeah. like Twitter as far as okay. or Facebook. The question <laughs> be is, what is Wyofile doing? Why bring this up now? Why is this considered a bombshell, a whistleblower, uh, uh, bringing up these so-called documents that somehow we have these people who belong to this, as they cast it, a dangerous organization? What's the motivation? Well, actually, you think about it, these were allegedly DDoS or hack documents. So somebody committed a crime to get them. I don't know where they got them. <laughs> you know, nobody's touched anything in the state of Wyoming on Oath Keepers in probably 10 years. It's just, right. it was dead. It was, it became just a mythical thing. Uh, um, I, I haven't seen it since 14 when, when they, I got them involved when I wrote the House Bill 114, the uh, Liberty Preservation Act back in 14. What so about you, Taylor? Last... Let me jump in. Uh, why now and why this organization? Because the Oath Keepers were, whether they were prominent on January 6th or not, some Oath Keepers were there. And so they seized on that to make the Oath Keepers sort of the tip of the spear for what they're calling an invasion of the Capitol. 
and therefore vilifying anybody that was ever associated with the organization. I think that's the mission. The problem yeah, exactly. is, yes. the problem is uh, they can't, like uh, the Frank Eason debacle. I mean, I knew that was his father that they were talking about. And I thought Frank would be on to straighten that out, but that's right. That was his father that ran against uh, Barlow. And so uh, they didn't do any homework. But it's a, I think it's an attempt to smear me for sure, because you notice they mentioned uh, the residency thing, which the judge threw out saying that they couldn't win on the merit. But let me just touch on that since this is recorded. No, the only difference between my family and every family on this ranch since 1870, before Wyoming was a state, those people were, mem- were citizens of the Wyoming Territory. And they will never be citizens of Colorado because Colorado didn't want this property because they couldn't keep a county road open over the mountain all winter and maintain it all year long to one, one family. They wouldn't do that. So they've always been Wyoming citizens and, in fact, have run for office from this address and won in the past. And we have all that documentation, so that's why the judge said they couldn't win on the merit. But since the only difference is we're a black family, I think that had, and I hate to admit it, but I think uh, Secretary Buchanan uh, made a racist attack him and former Attorney General Michael on me. Uh, And that's just all it is because I'm a pure constitutionalist and I have pretty good name recognition and respect in Wyoming from that standpoint. And I think they're terrified that I might run, even though I haven't even hinted that I might run. You know, so that's, Taylor, that's the... you, um, you may be the sole reason they didn't label it a white supremacist group. Is that safe to say? Right. I, I, don't, I don't mean that as a joke because that is a common trope now, too. It's not a joke. It's it's a it's a it's a card they couldn't play. It's a card they couldn't play. <laughs> so one one question I have, guys, is uh, Boone. When you and I were talking last night, you had mentioned that the Wildfile reporter didn't identify himself as a reporter employed by Wildfile. Is that correct? Not that I recall, Aaron. He just told me his name and said, "Can I talk to you about Oathkeepers?" And I said, "Sure." <laughs> You know, I don't care. You know, there's it, there's nothing malicious about what happened with Oath Keepers in the state of Wyoming. There's nobody here ever carried a gun or walked around in the bushes. It's, it's just the now, ridiculous myth. But it's a, a hit story on the end of Hold on, hold on, Ben. Yeah. Go ahead, Taylor. I can't say that, but I don't know that there's ever been a time when I didn't carry a gun. It has nothing to do with Oath Keepers. You know, so... Exactly. Yeah, I I want to say I want to say I remember when when I was contacted and I don't remember him saying this is so and so from Wildfile. He just said this is so and so, and I want to ask you some questions about Oath Keepers. And my first question to him was, well, who do you represent? And he said, well, I'm I write for Wildfile. And I said, well, I'm not going to talk to you. And he said, why? And I said, because you're Wildfile. They got that fact right. (laughs) Good for you. Well, well, you, Tom, only, I mean, even a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and again. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't call that they call Thanks, me David. I, I love you, too. <laughs> I can't say that they didn't call me, but if your name isn't in my caller ID, I don't take the call, and sometimes the uh, phone automatically dumps it to junk. 
So maybe they call me, but, and I don't care whether they did or not. I wouldn't have talked to them either. There's just no point. These people already have the article written and they just need to say they talk to you. And so I don't go down. And so here, here, here's my point. <laughs> Guys, I've, I've been lied about in the paper so many times. I'm at the point where all I care about is that they spell my name right. So, <laughs> you know. That's a little easier for you maybe than it is for me. <laughs> you know, any, any press is good press. Just tell him to spell your name right. I have to say this honestly. I, you know, I'm kind of a newcomer to the front range of politics. I, I worked way back in the 80s on a couple of gubernatorial campaigns behind the scenes and everything. But to find myself in, this is actually the first hit piece against me, Sandwiched between Frank Ethorn and Taylor Haynes. What a boon thrown in there. I am in great company and I'm I'm loving it. Well, I, I guess you got two, you got two out of three there, buddy. You can. I've You're just, I've just got to add to that. Guys, I am going to be next year running for the uh, local school board, District 2, Sheridan County. And if local media does not do a hit piece on me now being affiliated with the Oath Keepers because this interview, I'll be sadly disappointed. <laughs> Yeah, you can oh, use the worry. bonus points. Your reputation is ever a right-wing religious freak, and you probably got an AR-15 in 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 your glove box or something. Yeah, you you're ruined. Those AR-15s, now those AR-15s are scary. I I keep an AR-10. It's five ARs lower. It's a lot safer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so so guys that's a good one i like that so guys we we really appreciate you taking the time tonight to to hash out this ridiculously moronic article um but i think i'd just like to go around the table a little bit or the whatever we call the table and just get like some final closing thoughts and we'll do it do it in reverse this time so uh um taylor go ahead and just tell us what's on your mind well, I want to thank you guys for putting this call together, and I want to thank you guys for your podcast. I know that takes a lot of work and time, and for being able to get the message out. You know, when I read the article, at first I laughed, and then I realized if there are over 100, 130 Oath Keepers listed in Wyoming, why us, why me? And that's why I think it is political, and I think they're terrified that I might run. Because the only thing I can claim in all the times I ran is I didn't lie to the people about what I intended to do, about who I am, and about my qualifications to run the store, so to speak. So I thank you for this opportunity. And actually, I thank Wildfowl for the attack. When you attack me because here, here. I'm a constitution, I'm honored. Go ahead and attack me for carrying a gun, for believing in the Constitution, and for standing up for it. Praise the Lord. And pass the ammunition. That's all. That's all. <laughs> Amen. Go ahead, Ken. I th you were going in reverse, and I was first last time. Oh well. Go ahead, Ken. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I I forget. Um, I I again want to thank Wildfile. If the best they can do on a hit piece is to come up with, here's a guy who swears he's going to support and defend the Constitution to whatever means are necessary. Bring uh, it. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> Love it. All right, Boone, clean it up for us. 
Okay, guys, th- really seriously, thank you for the conversation. I, 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 at first thought, man, I didn't want to, I didn't feel any need to respond to this. And, uh, it was just, you know, it was idiotic. It's obviously filled with crap and propaganda and innuendo and, you know, but we, we live in that kind of world where it's nice to be able to tell the other side. Um, you know, on, on, on Taylor Haynes, <laughs> they missed the boat when they didn't elect Taylor for governor. I just got to say this, guys, he was ahead of his time. He'd be the most remarkable man to sit in that chair ever uh, when it comes to this discussion on constitutional issues and, and power of the people. Um, you know, people just need to understand there, there cannot be no culpability for our political officials who thumb their nose at us. It, it grinds against everything I know about the founders and these documents. So somewhere along the line, they've convinced the people that they're in charge and the people are not. And, and the people are waking up in mass right now, but it is critical that this goes viral, this concept of our personal responsibility to our freedom and our liberty. And, and and that's what this is really all about. The oath is very important, guys. I mean, I can tell you right now that everybody in Chan should be in jail for uh, violating Article 17, Section 2. Here, here. You know, that's my concept of it. You know, and what, what will people tell you? Well, ain't a sheriff in this town will arrest them. And I, yeah, I know that. And ain't a prosecutor in this town. You know, according to the Wyoming Constitution, that. according to the Wyoming Constitution, <laughs> as I learned from Mr. Boone Titwell myself down in Buffalo, we can citizens arrest. Well, you know something before exactly. we go that crazy right wing there, <laughs> Ken. I want to mention some, bring up something that Boone talked about, and this is going to be a future conversation, and maybe you could join us again in this type of thing. We talked about briefly about you know my credentials as a professor, PhD, whatever that means. America is increasingly becoming dependent on a rule of experts, and a lot of these experts don't know their asses from a home of ground. So this will be a future conversation we should have too. I thought PhD. I thought PhD was pretty handy, dude. Piled well, higher and deeper. Yeah, that's what I heard. Piled higher and deeper. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But guys, listen. This is. Uh, I'm thrilled to have this conversation. It's you know probably sad that it came about because of this particular article written by Wildfile. Um, you know, I think I I have faith in my American friends around me, and I think if you got a half a brain, you look at that and you, you chuckle like I did. That's funny. Uh, but we, we have to keep the hammer down on our side. It's time for people to, to understand that they are the power in this country and that all change must occur right here in River City. The, all change oh, in this that's trouble. will occur from the people up, guys. So, well, you know what, gentlemen, I got to say thanks so much for your time. And I'm really hoping sometime in the future we could have you back as guests to give your two cents on some other topics when we bring them up. And, and that's all I have for this evening. David? Well, thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate your time. And, you know, anytime we can beat up on the wannabe Wyoming mainstream media, I'm all in. So anyway, uh, thanks. Thanks again, guys. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, David. All right. God be with us.